0: All right, Illinois is back in the top 25 thanks to Scott Ritchie's voting, right? Partially, at least. Okay, but Kofi Coburn is still not the unanimous player of the year in college basketball. I'm confused.
1: And you shouldn't because it's January, and there's still some time to figure this out. But be assured that Kofi Coburn will be in the conversation come March when, you know, when these things are decided.
0: All right. That's Illinois college basketball beat writer, Scott Ritchie, who is here to soothe our worries and concerns in this week's episode of inside on basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy wealth management and host of Paul Rudy's on the money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Darn glad to be back. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, apologizing to Scott Ritchie, who is across the podcast booth from me right now, for missing last week's award winner. I'm sorry, Scott. Yeah, I was, you know,
1: ready to go a little later than normal, but you know. The job sort of interfered. Zoom with Brad Underwood, and yeah,
0: then you're not here. And then I had a meeting to discuss your future with the company, and you know that lasted a little longer <laughs> than I thought it would because there were some questions to be answered. Fine, <laughs> including your prediction record that was brought up. I defended you.
1: I, I think I'm eleven and three, just like the team's eleven and three,
0: including some of your uh, your voting uh, patterns. I again defended you. Okay, <laughs> your love of Rutgers, I I defended you. There were many assaults on Scott Ritchie brought uh, brought aired out at the high level company meeting. Fine, that I'm making up. Fine, you're safe, Scott Ritchie. You can you can I'll keep say, working here. I mean,
1: <laughs> let's just take out everything I wrote over the weekend, and <laughs> what, what does the sports section look like again?
0: <laughs> Scott Ritchie, award-winning beat writer. AP Top Twenty-five voter. He's got the breaking news to start off this. Uh, uh, what number are we on? One eighty-two. One eighty-two of Inside Illini Basketball, or a right? I I've, I've lost the name of it. A week <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, so the breaking news, in a way, I guess, is Illinois is ranked in the AP Top Twenty-five, just barely, but they are ranked number twenty-five in the country. Um, so that'll satisfy. The part of the fan base that was like Illinois should have been ranked all along and also dissatisfied the part of the fan base was like, oh, the disrespect. Because that's already happening.
0: I would consider it still disrespect. 25, are you kidding me? Seriously. I'm not a homer in any way, but I got Illinois as a top 15 team.
1: Well, I, don't, I didn't have them quite that high. I had them at 18, which yeah. is, you know, almost the same thing. And I would have guessed they would have been higher than 25 and they've won – Nine of their last ten. The only loss was to a top ten Arizona team by four, and it's not a bad loss at all. Um, All of the advanced metrics really favor them. They're top fifteen, and you know a lot of those. So yeah, um, twenty five maybe a little low, but you're just never going to please everybody. What else, right? Whatever they lead the Brad Underwood said like literally uh, forty minutes ago was like. He only cares about like the numbers that are tracked on a day-to-day basis that show his team is playing good basketball, and the ranking uh, he could with star rankings for recruits he could do without.
0: All is good in the Illini world, minus Andre Corbello's health, still uh, not expected to play at Nebraska on Tuesday.
1: I I would assume not, and there was a report in the Athletic. Um, Recently, uh, didn't I didn't look at the, like when this was published, but Seth Davis, he published something that you know, Andre Carbello was moving closer to being, you know, ready, and Brad Underwood walked that back this morning. Uh, I guess there was a minor setback of some sort, and yeah, I would not count on seeing Andre Carbello, uh tomorrow in Lincoln, other than you know. On the bench.
0: All right. Don't know what uh, Friday night will become of uh, Michigan basketball on pause, missing the Michigan State game Saturday.
1: Uh, the Purdue games have also been called off that okay. they're supposed to play. I don't even remember the day, but this week, earlier this earlier okay. this week. Um, you know, maybe the game happens on Friday. I don't. I and mean, Brad Underwood said, until someone tells them differently, that they're going to plan on it. But you know, Michigan, here they are again, just ducking
0: Illinois, of course. Here's what I would say uh, for Illinois fans. I'd say Michigan's bad, right? They're going to be bad a month from now. They're going to be—they're not a good team. Don't you want the Orange Crush back to give them the full Monty, if you will? <laughs> uh, reschedule this bad boy a month.
1: Yeah, I was—I guess I had the timeline wrong where I thought the Crush would be back for Friday's game, but uh, turns out they won't be. Um, yeah, I mean. We'll see. I mean, I guess it just depends on if Michigan can have more than, or at least have seven players available. And I wonder how they're doing the counting on that. Uh, just, I mean, this is a, a legitimate question because I think their in, intention uh, this season was to redshirt freshman Isaiah Barnes, who's uh, an Illinois kid, and then uh, Will. I can't. I'm not gonna pronounce his last name right. Starts with the T. Uh Sure. I mean, I don't, he's not playing, so I don't know if like they're counting them as like among the available players. Because uh, just because you want to redshirt hmm. them, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't mean you can if you're not healthy. We'll see. I don't know.
0: All right, so Illinois, um, in contention for a Big Ten title. I just broke it down to Richie, and he recorded me before in our podcast warm up. I said Illinois will win the Big Ten regular season title rather handily. You, say, you, you said they were gonna run away with it. But what handily run away with it? What's the difference? Oh um, right. handily? I think run away with is it assumes a, a bigger gap. Well they are. Okay. But then Purdue's gonna win the Big Ten tournament title.
1: Okay, and that's recorded for posterity. I'll and, play uh, it
0: again I'll, in March and we'll see where we're at. All right. And I'll I'll probably be right. You know you know my Respect for Purdue, despite their two stumbles against your uh, your John Wooden's Rutgers team.
1: <laughs> Steve Peichel, good coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean John Wooden had a lot of talent. I don't know, maybe he's a little better. Uh, Steve Peichel's still a good coach, and Rutgers, not a bad team. Maybe not as good as they were last year. And Purdue, I think they'll be fine. Yep, right? like they've got talent, and like sometimes that's really what matters. Yep,
0: kind of like Illinois did last year. When they won the Big Ten tournament title. Anyway, we'll uh, revisit that when I'm right later. Uh, Illinois, by far, is uh, in command, I would say. Don't give me Michigan State. Don't give me Wisconsin, for goodness sakes. I know what you're going to say, Richie. Why don't I just impersonate you right now? Well, I was blah, only blah, going to blah, 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 blah.
1: mention that Michigan State is also unbeaten in the Big mm-hmm. Ten currently.
0: hmm
1: So, like they're going to have a say at least for now. Mhm. over the title. In March, I don't know. That's all we'll you find got. out. Well, it just you just like
0: a very convincing counterpoint. You
1: dismiss the Spartans without ever mentioning the fact they're ranked higher than Illinois and they're also un- undefeated in the Big 10. Like they're playing pretty good basketball. And it's a classic Tom Izzo Michigan State teams like it's not his most talented just from a pure singular individual player talent team, but they're better than they were last year.
0: That's it. That's all you got. So I'm right. I don't think I said
1: that. When do you leave for Nebraska?
0: Today. Do you? All right. Uh, Looking forward to that trip. They're a bad team.
1: Well, I mean, they certainly haven't won
0: often or recently. They're bad. They've got – they were – There will be no crying on the bench. This time,
1: yeah, probably not. But you know, Nebraska has one win since December started, it's against Kennesaw State. Mm. Um, so, uh, that's not notable at all, you know. But yeah, they've lost all five of their Big Ten games, and you know, one of them was close, it was when they almost beat Ohio State, but then gave the game away at the end of regulation, and lost in overtime. So it, it's not going great for Fred Hoiberg in year three, which you know, the assumption was that he was going to maybe have things figured out by now.
0: I thought it was longer than year three, but uh, maybe I'd, it just seems that way. It just seems like forever. No, okay. it's just three well, just three then years. Then you can't let him go after only three years, despite their, their uh, wrong well, I direction.
1: Say. I think anything is possible now with, okay. with coaching changes, but I, I doubt he okay. will be let go. Uh, but, again, Nebraska predicted to finish at the bottom of the Big Ten again. So, um, it's a game Illinois should win Tuesday in Lincoln. Um, if, of course, if you remember last year's game in Lincoln, Illinois almost lost. Needed overtime to beat them. Needed Ayo to be Ayo So, they're going to have to probably you'll need Trent Frazier and Kofi Coburn to beat Trent Frazier
0: and Kofi Coburn. No worries. I'm telling you now. So get over yourself Richie I didn't
1: say there should be worries I'm just mentioning the fact that there shouldn't have been worries last year and Nebraska almost
0: beat it Illinois that game is Tuesday night um list on DWS. follow along with Scott Richie does a heck of a job and then pick up our instant cover on Twitter the second the game gets over what's our headline let's give it to me now is it all shucks that would if they lose I like that because of the, the corn right um
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, headlines are, again, my Achilles heel. I don't do them because I don't do them well.
0: Okay. Um, Kofi had a huge game again after sitting out uh, with foul trouble. Your take on the two fouls and uh, sitting them in the first half?
1: Not my strategy that I would follow necessarily. Um, Two fouls, not foul trouble. I understand that um, two can turn into three, and that would be closer to foul trouble. and. The way, and the way Brett Underwood described it, or described his decision was, the way the game was being called at that point. There was maybe concern that Kofi would pick up a third in the first half, Um, and you know he referred to the first two fouls as ticky-tack in nature. So there was fear of that. But I would counter with the fact that Kofi's only fouled out one time in his entire career. He has remarkably managed to, you know. Play f- almost every game without falling out. So maybe trust trust him a little bit more.
0: I don't know. Well, we'll every see. every two errors you make in your your copy that you submit, I uh, I sit you down still, and uh, that's a rule I won't break.
1: I Amen. would welcome a break. Sit me down.
0: <laughs> you had a break on Saturday. You're supposed to go to the Highland Shootout, a star-studded event in Southern Illinois. Uh, uh, slick roads. On 57 and 70 made that impossible.
1: Yeah, I, you know, was looking forward to seeing St. Rito play, Mraz Johnson, James Brown, Jaden Rayna, Melvin Bell, all f- like four or five starters with an all my offer. I was looking forward to seeing Kenwood play. Darren Ames was back and he played well after uh, an ankle injury had kind of kept him out through the, the holiday tournament season. Um, But I also didn't, you know, want to drive into a ditch for basketball. So I, I elected to stay home and. Yeah, did I miss some good games? Sure. Was I happy not to be in the ditch? Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, with those guys, I mean, they, they're in-state kids. There's a chance I can, as long as my basketball schedule allows, get a chance to see them still this year.
0: All right, I'd take a break in this podcast to uh, give a shout-out to former Tuscola standout Matt McCumber. I don't know if he had a chance. He was in Texas last night. He uh, took over the News Gazette Snapchat to show us Io's performance against Dallas and Luka Doncic. 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 I always butcher that name. Anyways, great was uh great catching up with Matt, longtime college coach, Illinois manager uh, back in the day. Oh, uh, for the 05 team. Mm-hmm. I and mean, He was a- head manager, so he was running the show. Um Anyway, uh, Io didn't have a great scoring game last night, but his uh, his name keeps popping up on these all rookie teams uh, that are being uh, bandied about. Well, I mean, for a reason. And, Stunning.
1: I mean, because he maybe did his scoring the game before, you know, after you know getting his jersey honored, you know, he turns around and like what puts up eighteen points the next night, and then it was his defense though against uh, Luca. Uh, on Sunday, that was was notable, and he made life tough for one of the best players in the league. Um, so, I O just I think his rookie season is playing out as I expected, where he's just doing what he needs to do to stay on the floor and be a productive member of the team. Because he's not going to be the guy for the Bulls. I mean, that's Zach Levine, and I was a rookie and a second round pick, and like he weren't going to is. Start of his NBA career was not going to be like his Illinois career, where he was just handed the keys, you know, immediately. So he's just playing really well, just sort of in all facets. And I don't know why anyone would have expected anything else.
0: All right, that Demar Derozan was here for IO night last Thursday, maybe tells you something, right?
1: Yeah, because I'm sure Demar could have done it anything on a Thursday night, an off night, and one of the rare maybe off nights that the Bulls get during a season, and he chose to. Make the trip to Champagne to support his, his teammate. Was Cam's even open? I have no idea. I've Fun fact, never been to Cam's in my life. And also, fun fact, I don't want to go. Wow, you big... Wow, Grump. Grumpasaurus. Lighten up, Francis. Well, I'll go other places, but I have no desire to go to any campus bar as a 34-year-old.
0: Just ever. Anyway, DeMar Rosen... <laughs> Uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, IO delivered as usual, won over the crowd. Which was not uh,
1: difficult. They they still
0: love him here. Yeah. And then uh, it was a good second half that Illinois played.
1: Yeah. And then when Kofi Coburn mentioned it after game, was like, you know, it was going through his mind at halftime as Illinois had seen its 14 point lead flip into a four point deficit. It was like, can't lose on IO's banner night. So, you know, he came out, played all 20 minutes, and thoroughly dominated Maryland.
0: All right. There was a. Um, uh, back and forth on Twitter uh yesterday uh, that saying Draymond Green was subtweeting Io for his apparel choice on his big night. I mean I guess like
1: Draymond tweeted about, you know the young fellows like wear a suit when you get your jersey retired. Okay. But like, I thought Io looked like a twenty one year old should I dunno. I don't I'm not twenty one anymore. I think it was fine he didn't have to wear a suit. Also, like, who cares what Draymond Green has to say? Who cares what anyone has to say on Twitter, myself included? You choose to follow. That's great. I appreciate it. But, like, my opinions aren't any better than anybody else's. And Draymond's are uh, maybe not great either.
0: Uh, Shout out, another shout out to Rod Cardinal, uh, the former guru of Illinois basketball who must be beside himself seeing all these retired jersey comments (laughs) by everybody over I O, of course, Illinois doesn't retire jerseys, as Rod Carter likes to remind me. Well, at every turn. Well, yeah, and
1: if you, I I, I guess I assume the banners up for I O now, but mm-hmm. if you'll notice, there's two other 11s You're in right. the rafters. Like it's, it's not retired; it's honored. honored. And I, I've made a point of saying honored because you know I O wouldn't have been able to wear number 11. D Brown wouldn't have been able to wear number 11 if they retired jerseys. And honestly, college basketball teams. If they do what Illinois has done and honor so many players, 34 now, they'd run out of numbers because there's certain limits to like – like I don't think a college basketball player can wear 91 like Dennis Rodman did. I think there's a rule
0: against that. All right, there's criteria to get your uh, uniform up in the rafters, as Bob Osmussen pointed out last week when he ran down every roster, team, player, coach that is hanging in State Farm Center. Kofi's going up next year because of his All-American status
1: yeah he was a consensus second team all American okay. last year, so that qualified him and odds are he'll also be an all American this year, perhaps a first team all american maybe even national player of the year.
0: That's I would all- say that I know he's not in the lead somehow again,
1: yeah that was another thing on the internets that went mm. a wild direction you know last week, you know Jeff Goodman from stadium a long time college basketball writer pulled. You know about twenty other college basketball media members, um, just who their player of the year was right now, and Kofi was second in the in that voting behind Wisconsin's Johnny Davis, which is wild because wouldn't have told you that would happen last year. Um, That was not high enough for some Illinois fans because apparently it's number one or nothing. Uh, But, I mean, here's the thing. Kofi's going to be in contention Mm -hmm. for national player of the year. He's the only player in the country in the top ten in scoring and rebounding. He's doing it at an efficiency level as high as anybody. I think Keegan Murray might be the only one with a higher PER right now, uh, the Iowa sophomore. So, yeah, Kofi could be national player of the year, especially if Illinois continues to play well, continues to have the season I think everyone three months ago expected them to have.
0: Good news for Kofi. Uh, note uh, Deion Thomas uh, in post game after Maryland made a point to invite him back for another year, hoping that uh, he does that and uh, he gets to hug him after breaking the career scoring record. It's Hello? a situation.
1: Hello? Oh, I'm just. Hold on. Hello. It's a situation where that's not a crazy idea anymore. Because there's a chance Kofi could make up in lost salary wherever he winds up playing professionally and NIL money. A fourth year is not a crazy thought. I mean, it's still kind of a crazy thought. Um, just because there was so, such a stretch there where, you know, top players didn't come back for the second year, let alone a third. It's certainly not a fourth, but maybe it happens. Because there's still even with the season he's having not a lot of buzz in like the NBA draft for him yet. I think that could still come. I don't, I don't know that he'll ever be a first round pick. Um, just because of how the game has shifted away from what he does best. And the fact that he's not 18, like if you're not an international player, you better be 18 years old to get drafted essentially or 19. Um, but, you know, you look at what Luka Garza is doing for your Pistons. Like, he had a, it might have been a week ago, he had like a 20-point game. Kofi's not totally dissimilar to Luka Garza. I mean, I think Luka shoots it more from distance, but it was a big man that was like really good in college basketball and there was questions about what he could be in the pros and turns out he's okay in the pros.
0: Yeah, I don't get the uh, Kofi confusion. In the NBA. I really don't. Uh, he's a monster at the college level. And I know the, the folks are bigger in the NBA, but I see it translating.
1: I mean, I think the rebounding would, the post-scoring would. I mean, the questions that will remain are not so much offensive, but they're, they're defensive. And can he defend ball screens? Because that's all the NBA really runs. That nice so. And... You know, can he defend on the perimeter because most centers in the NBA don't look like him anymore. They stretch the court a little bit, so
0: we'll see. All right, Scott Ritchie, what else is going on in the world of college basketball? Anything? What keeps you? Go, what keeps you up at night? Well, nothing about work. Uh, shut that part
1: of the brain off when I can. Um, really, it was just last week. Um which sort of translated into this week's poll, just lots of, top, lots of top teams lost. And it's sort of continued this season where, I mean, I think there's a, don't know the, who's going to be Baylor yet, but nobody's really safe. I think there's, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to call it a level of parity, but it's just that you can't count on just because you're, Duke just because you're Kansas just because you're whoever is like that you've got this incredible edge anymore because like Miami just be Duke Charlie Moore still in college basketball he's on his fourth team Mm. fifth technically because he did commit and never signed with Josh Pastner at Memphis and then Josh Pastner left so he got out of Well, he didn't have anything to get out of because he never signed his national letter of intent. Then he went to Cal, then he went to Kansas, then he went to DePaul, and now he's at Miami. Which is just a crazy career, but yeah, it's just, it's been an interesting season of college basketball. And a fun one, because there have been upsets and competitive games, and how can you not like it?
0: Brad Underwood's mood on Monday morning. Uh, He seems to be chipper. Right? These days, does that change at all? Are you guys bugging him enough to, for him to get upside, upset or uptight? I mean, I'm not, not – well, I would have
1: called him chipper this morning. He just, okay. I mean, it was another work day. Like, they had, you know, practice to get to and then a plane to catch to Lincoln. Um, I think he would prefer to be done answering questions about Andre Carbello, but until – either Andre comes back or it's announced that he won't, we're going to keep asking about Andre Carbello because he was supposed to be like one of the guys this year, not just for Illinois, but like not just in the Big Ten, but like in college basketball. So his absence is still a story.
0: Hope you had a chance to read uh, Josh Whitman's Q&A with our editor, Jeff DeLessio over the weekend. Uh, played out in Sunday's print editions at newsgazette.com right now. Not a lot of basketball talk. That's the thing with AAD. You could probably have a, a five-hour talk and not talk sports, with all the finances and gambling and uh, nil talk. Uh, but the gambling talk caught my eye. Well, he's
1: been very much at the forefront of being against
0: and oh. losing that argument. Uh, well, it
1: has lost that.
0: Argument. Oh, it's lost. How real? Uh, of an issue do you think Scott you're with these or you're next to these guys so much
1: How, Look, uh, do you, I mean do I know do you talk about
0: it on press row do the do the writers talk about the, you know writers who gamble do I know writers who gamble Yeah, sure maybe use that inside information that, that maybe you guys get I don't know about that I mean yeah. I
1: don't bet on sports mm-hmm. mostly because like I'm frugal and I don't want to throw away money because if it's not like, uh, like, I'll play blackjack because I feel like I have a mathematical advantage. Um, but, like, gambling on sports, on teenagers, no thank you. Uh, but, I, don't, I mean, I know, like, the social media component of it is what troubles Josh Whitman the most. And that just, that the college athletes are sort of among the people who... Would gamble on games they play, but like people say terrible things on Twitter and I assume on other platforms as well. But I don't know how much there is. Is like, man, your free throws just cost me a hundred bucks or something. I'm sure it's out there. I don't know how much the players see, or honestly, how much they care. Um, but I mean, that ship has sailed, and you can bet on Illinois games all you want now.
0: Different world, certainly, uh, between that and the NIL and just being a college athlete nowadays. Uh, the empowerment is more. The Maybe the pressure is more as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, with NIL, it's like if you don't play as well, maybe you don't get the same opportunities the next year, Um Like I don't know if Spencer Rattler's going to get two cars from somebody in Columbia, South Carolina because he got two in Norman, Oklahoma, and then he lost his job to Caleb Williams. Um, So what's Spencer Rattler going to do? Just drive one car? I mean, that's crazy. Um, But, yeah, there's more pressure. There's more to deal with. um, More on their schedules. Like, okay, you've got practice and classes and time to work on homework or whatever, and then... Oh, you're gonna drive to Albany for a, a signing event. Um, so you gotta add that. There's just there's more happening on a like a day to day basis. I mean, that's that's for some athletes, of course. I mean, not everyone has the same NIL opportunities. And you know, Nick Saban of all people was like said that that should be regulated some, because you know not that you know Bryce Murray got like a million dollars before ever starting a game for Alabama. Um, so I'm not sure he really wants that. If he wants to keep getting the Bryce
0: Murrays of the world, um,
1: but it's just it's a new wrinkle, and one I'm glad I really don't have to deal with. Because I mean, no one's giving me an IL opportunity. So
0: yet, yeah, you got a lot of potential. Got to get that Casey's bag, it's really, <laughs> Scott Ritchie. Hey, who'd you overrate uh, this week in your AP top? Who 25? did I overrate? Yeah, who'd you mess up with now that you look at your your rankings? Well, I don't think I overrated. Where well, do you anybody. got Purdue? By the way, I haven't looked at your poll yet. I had That's Purdue problem.
1: Seven. Okay. And Purdue wound up at seven. How about that? Alright, with two big ten losses. Yeah, but they're still like good. And Okay. I don't know. There's not there. that many unbeaten teams left. And let's be honest, like Baylor's number one and will remain number one maybe forever. And like Southern Southern Cal is like moved up to five. They're unbeaten. Okay. I had them at ten because they haven't played anybody. If I'm gonna be a real honest. It's like their record's a little sketchy. Um, let's see, overranked. Well, I guess since they didn't end up in the top 25, Miami, I will have overranked them because I had them at 17. Okay. But I don't consider that an overrank because they just beat Duke and they've won nine in a row and their are the ACC's not great, but they're unbeaten in the ACC and they have six top top 100 wins.
0: Where do you see Illinois in, um, in some of these, um, tournament predictions? Uh, have they have they found their way into the top four seed line yet? Not yet.
1: Um, and I just. If you read in Sunday's Music, I did my seeding as believing where I project the top four seeds. I missed that.
0: I apologize. Well, I hope it was
1: in there. I wrote it. Um, Illinois was just. And like I use. A, I have a system that I have, and okay. Illinois was just outside of the top four seeds. Uh, they've mostly been. Even as they've won nine out of ten, kind of in the five, six, seven range, all right, which is fine. I mean, like I don't think you want to be in the eight, nine because then you have to play a one in the second round if you win. But I mean, if they keep playing like they are, like they'll probably get a top four seed. Just have to keep winning.
0: All right, as uh, as we mentioned, we don't know what uh, happens with the Michigan game on Friday. Uh, but you got Nebraska on Tuesday. That's going to happen, right? Anything, any other schedule quirks I need to worry about, Scott Ritchie? Well, not
1: right now. And the fact that Illinois has already been through its COVID issue with two-thirds of its team testing positive, like they're going to be in a better place for the rest of the season than other teams in the Big Ten. And I think that's going to be what Illinois going to have to deal with is the other teams, kind of like Michigan right now, you know, going into pause and how that might affect their season. So kind of a little bit like last year where Illinois didn't have any COVID issues. Uh, actually you know, wound up playing all of its games in the Big Ten. Um, but it's going to be other teams that they're going to have to watch out for, and that's literally something they can't control. So we just have to kind of take it as it goes.
0: All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, you got any data to share? Because, uh, wow, your, your eyes lit up there.
1: Well, I'm just stunned one that you're asking for. I missed the data. I doubt that greatly. Um Data. We'll just throw a few things at you. Okay, great. Just a few. Um Illinois right now, and this is a has to greatly please Brad Underwood, number one in the nation in offensive rebounding percentage. They're getting back forty-one point eight percent of their own misses. Hmm.
0: That's significant. Even I can understand that. Yeah, I am going with the easy yes, to understand thank ones.
1: you. Um, and offensively, in the top twenty, an effective field goal percentage, an effective field goal percentage. What? It's just a calculation that includes three pointers as being, you know, worth more points in terms of just your regular old field goal percentage. Which has led to them having a top ten offense in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency.
0: I don't. He lost me there. Number nine. Ed Bond also shaking his head. Our producer.
1: Number nine currently per Ken Pom. These are all Ken Palm stats. No, right
0: Ed, now. actually, Ed has fallen asleep. I'll wake him up. Ed. All right. <laughs> He's back. I
1: <laughs> mean, why I do this every week? I don't know. Um. More data? <laughs> Are we done? No, nope, I'm just. I was going to, but you know what? <laughs> don't take it personally. You don't appreciate it, <laughs> Scott. Reggie, come on, give me one more. Nope. one more dose. Nope, I need it. You don't. You don't, you don't. I'm. You don't want it. And hey, here's where the, they're not doing so well. Okay, a, a, a bad piece of data. All right. This is an easy one to understand. It's simple math. Um, Illinois is ranked 319th out of 358 teams, so that's bad. Okay. And turnover percentage meaning they're turning the ball over on 15.7% of their possessions.
0: Oh, that does seem like a lot. It is a lot. Okay.
1: And just think if that number was lower, how much better an already good offense would be because they'd have, you know, the ball more.
0: Hmm. How do you fix that?
1: Don't turn it over.
0: Well, (laughs) thank you.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, turnovers were way down in the Maryland win. Okay. And it's really just being stronger with the ball and also not making boneheaded plays. Simple enough. Because even with a single-digit turnover against Maryland, and there were a couple from Jake Grandison that were like, why are you trying to throw the ball behind your head like that? Hmm. So those plays.
0: Yeah, players got to have fun, too.
1: Okay. But it also
0: led to like runouts for Maryland. Come on, Coach
1: Knight. An easy go- I mean, I'm not going to throw a chair, but like <laughs> I don't know, be secure with the ball.
0: All right. Give me your power pole, your top three players. Pretty easy.
1: Kofi. Yep. Number one. I think Trent Frazier has moved into the number two spot. Mm, All right. And then number three, it's it's Alfonso Plummer. Yeah. And and four is Jake Grandison. I didn't ask for four. I asked for 3 saying that those are kind of the four guys right now. All right. It was three. Then Demonte's five.
0: (laughs) That's it. Time to call another company meeting to discuss more (laughs) of Reggie's future. All right, Scott Ritchie is uh, headed to Nebraska where it's uh, balmy, I understand.
1: It's going to be like 55 yeah. degrees no tomorrow. No
0: snow, huh? the interstate, you know, they have those gates on, like, I-90 and 80 out there. They don't need to be closed.
1: When it's 50 degrees, no. Right. I, I love it. Much better than last week in Minnesota. Perfect.
0: All right, Scott, appreciate it. As, as always, follow com every morning, 6 a.m. That stuff is gold, even on days after late-night games. Love that work, Scott Ritchie. We'll talk to you next Monday.